A blown lead, preposterous technical foul calls, double ejections after a fight. This game had it all, but most importantly, a heat win versus the Trailblazers. We'll recap a crazy night in Portland coming up next. You are locked on heat. Your daily Miami heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, Heat Nation. It's a Thursday edition of Locked On Heat, your daily podcast covering all things Miami Heat. However, you may be listening on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. I'm David Ramil, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Wes Goldberg. The Miami Heat continue their road trip, and this time they were in Portland. No Jimmy Butler, of course, after spraining his ankle the previous game, he was out of the lineup. He may be available for the team when they play on Saturday night against the Phoenix Suns. But for now, they were welcoming back Duncan Robinson and Max Struess, who was actually starting in place of Jimmy Butler, I guess, technically. And Caleb Martin was also in the starting lineup as well. So it was an odd mix there. But things were going well for Miami with Struess in the lineup. He started off kind of lighting it up, as he always does, from beyond the perimeter. Had a great night shooting. And then Miami was actually able to build a 19-point lead. And then the wheels started to fall off inexplicably after having picked up a technical foul call for, you know, Kyle Lowry, arguing a call, as he always does during a game. He picked up another technical fall for what seemed like the most innocuous tossing of the ball towards a referee that I've ever seen. He tosses it at a rookie referee who took umbrage at the way Lowry tossed the ball towards him in a stoppage of play. He was ejected from the game after picking up his second foul. And then the wheels just continued to fall off for Miami. Things got out of hand for the Heat. Uh, they were outscored by a wide margin, led by Anthony Simons and his 26, hey, 28 points. Excuse me, But then Max Drews caught fire late in the game. He, the Heat actually built up a 10-point lead with one minute left. And then... As if that wasn't enough, the game looked like it was squarely in hand, and then all of a sudden, a tough screen set by Yusuf Nurkic on Tyler Hero. He continues. Nurkic rolls to the paint. Then Tyler gets up after getting screened to knock down to the ground, shoves Nurkic into the back, somewhat similar to what we saw from Nikola Jokic shoving Markeith Morris. Of course, Jokic, uh, Nurkic excuse me, took umbrage at that as well. It seemed like a fight. He placed a hand on, on Tyler's face. Didn't look like he made actual contact there as far as a punch being thrown, but complete chaos there. Caleb Martin breaks up the fight. Both Nurkic and Hero were eventually ejected, but the point of the matter is the Heat were able to hold on to a, a nice win, 115-109 over the Portland Trailblazers. Wes, complete chaos. It was, and look, look, it was – a closer win than you would have liked, given that the, the Heat were up 19 at one point in that game. It looked like they were rolling, right? And then, of course, you have the Kyle Lowry ejection, followed by the hero ejection later on. And by the way, that Lowry ejection, I mean, easily. I I, I don't know. It's one of the two worst ejections I've ever seen. It, it was just for absolutely nothing. The only other one I can ever think of is Tim Duncan got ejected in a game for looking at a ref the wrong way once. That's right. Uh, that was maybe worse than this one, but this one's right there with it. Um, absolutely no excuse for that. I expect that referee to apologize to Kyle Lowry. Like I'm not publicly like, I don't know about publicly, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if we heard about something about like maybe after the game being like, yeah, maybe I, I, I didn't see what happened there. I just, I, I kind of felt the ball hit my side and I, I just, you, you always complain and I just assumed you were throwing it at me. Um, but, uh, <laughs> as far as Tyler hero is concerned, look, you get the win. 
you take a win, right? As uh, again, you were up 19. It, it was closer than you would have liked, but you take the win considering that you just lost two games in a row going into Portland. But uh, this game after Kyle Lowry was ejected at the end of that third quarter there, the heat were leading by 14 at that point. Portland was able to tie the game early on in that fourth quarter. Uh, this game was begging for Tyler hero to take it over. And Tyler hero is in the middle of a shooting slump. And I've got some numbers here that I want to get into, but oh this, boy. if you want to be in the conversation with Luka Doncic and Trey young, mm. this is the time to play that way. If yeah. you want to be considered an all-star, mm-hmm. this is the time to play that way. Instead, Tyler Hero has his fourth bad game in a row. He yeah. goes six, he has 16 points on five for 23 shooting, two for nine from three-point range. There were some stuff that I liked in his game tonight, sure. David, but overall, just another poor shooting performance. And I thought the shot selection was better than the, it was in Golden State, but still, the, the shot's got to go in at some point. And you look in these last four games, he is 14 for 56 right now in the last four games. 14 for 56. Six. That's including 23 shot attempts tonight, of which you only made five. He is shooting 25% from the field in the last four games. You want to be considered with Luca and Trey. That's not the that's not the way to do it. This was a game begging for somebody to take over, in which Jimmy Butler wasn't available because he re-aggravated that right ankle, because Kyle Lowry gets ejected, and the Heat needed somebody to stabilize the offense. Instead, who was it was Max Struess who was yeah. doing it? You were getting outscored in a game by Max Struess. You got outscored on the other side by Norman Powell and Anthony Simons, who scored more points than you in the third quarter in 20 than you did in the last in in, in the entire game. It's just I I don't know, man. Like this was the same night where Luka Doncic beats the Warriors, right? This is and then you go ahead and get ejected at the end there. And like, whatever, man, was Nurkic out of line by leaning into the screen a little bit? I guess, but did you do? You didn't have to shove him. That was ridiculous. You lost your cool because you weren't playing well. Had had Tyler Hero been scoring thirty points in this game, there's no way he shoves Yusuf Nurkic there. He was frustrated. That frustration boiled over. But you got to keep your cool there. If you want to be a leader of a team, if you want to be considered with those guys, then you can't have games like this. Not just from the shooting perspective, but losing your cool and doing all this stuff. And now you're in the middle of this really poor, uh, poor shooting slump that these other guys just don't have. They don't have sh- slumps like this, and they don't react that way. Yeah, I, I mean, that's well said. I, I, don't, I don't know that I can argue any of that. I, I think we were all kind of expecting early on, right? We were watching Tyler kind of fight his way through. He missed the first couple of shots, and you're going to yourself, oh, you know what? At least he's trying. The shots didn't look bad. He was confident. He was just doing what he does typically and getting to the rim and then missing a couple of layups here and there, missing from long range, just didn't have it dialed up. But at least he was kind of fighting his way through it. He kept shooting. And then it just piled on and piled on. And next thing you know, he's he's down like, I don't know, it was like two of like 10 at that point. Not exactly a great shooting numbers there. And then he slowly builds up a little momentum. You're thinking, okay, maybe he's going to shoot his way out of it. Maybe this is one of those games where he can still wind up going close to 40 to 50% or something like that and score over 20 points. Didn't even get close. I don't think he would have gone close, even if he had stayed in the game. It's just not great. Again, a week ago, we were both pretty confident that Tyler Hero belonged in the very least at the all-star conversation. That's not the case now. After a week of continuous struggling there, it just seems like, I don't know if he's taking a step back. Again, it could just be a slump. Who knows exactly what's going on? I don't think there's any lingering injury issue or anything like that that has been undisclosed. He just, he lost his cool. 
He just wasn't feeling well, it. He hasn't been feeling it for a number of days. We had this argument in our last uh, last recap whether or not he should be coming off the bench today. He came off the bench, and it still didn't matter. Yeah, and look, in the, to your point, in the beginning of the fourth quarter, he comes out, and I thought, hey, maybe this is exactly the it's Tyler Hero that they need. He comes out, yeah. attacks the basket early, gets a layup, attacks the basket again on the next possession, gets fouled, makes both free throws, right. and I'm like, all right, this is That's what they Tyler. needed. And then for yeah. some reason just gets away from him. I think some of it was deferring to Max Struess, who hit three three-pointers in the fourth quarter to basically put the game away. And so like, it's hard to blame him for that. But yeah. still, overall, in this game, I mean, Jimmy Butler wasn't available, and Tyler Hero struggled early on. I liked some of the shot selection stuff, like I said, but uh, at some point, you just you got to be more productive. You got to be more. And it's this isn't me doing the anything other than, like, this isn't me doing, like, he's got no business even thinking about All-Stars, and why is he saying the conversation thing with Luke and Trey? This isn't me doing yeah. that. This is just me simply expressing my disappointment. That's it. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, look, and we should add that after Lowry was inexplicably ejected after that second second technical, that Tyler wound up taking over most of the ball handling duties. He was yeah. inserted into the, the half, starting yeah. line. Yeah, he started at the second half and basically was creating opportunities for everybody. So it wasn't like anybody was going to get him going. He had to create all of his shot opportunities in addition to trying to create opportunities for everybody else. Uh, he did wind up with, what is it, uh, let me see here. Five, oh, three assists. Not even doing much of that, to be honest with you. I, I thought I thought he was a little bit more engaged. Look, I, I mean, yeah, he was Kyle involved in some of those bit... hockey assists a little bit and stuff. I thought that I actually thought the passing was really good. He had this great um, kick, drive and kick to Duncan Robinson that I tweeted out uh, the, uh, the video of. I thought that was an awesome kick out, and I was really actually we're going to get to player grades here in a in a minute, but. Uh, I originally had Tyler Hero down my player grades because I liked the way he was playing, even though those shots weren't. I think he missed his first five or six shots, but I was like, I kind of like where this is going. I like the way that he's playing. He just never got out of the rut. He just never got out of the rut, and then he loses his cool at the end there, which is what I'm most disappointed about. Well, look, they got the win. Uh, They snapped a two-game losing streak. They go on to take a a very good Phoenix team on Saturday. Hopefully, they'll have Jimmy back for that. Hopefully, they'll have Kyle back. Hopefully... Uh, there, you know, Tyler will be available too. Which we'll talk about it later on in the show whether or not he might face some possible repercussions from the NBA league office. But at, right now, at least you can take solace in the fact that Miami did pull away with a victory, even though the Portland Trailblazers, we should add, without CJ McCollum, without Dame Lillard, going through their own issues as many teams in the NBA are currently. I was surprised to find out, actually, as an aside, that the Utah Jazz have finally had a player test positive and entered the health and safety protocols. Joe Ingles was the first player in the Utah Jazz, not at last year at any point, not this year. What is the Utah weather like? We got to get something from David Locke here so that we can all be safe here in South Florida. But we'll move on. We'll talk about some player grades. We'll issue those player grades in the next segment. But first, just a reminder that today's show is brought to you, that's right, by Shopify. That's the sound of people buying things. Just another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved just for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. You know, uh, Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. You can reach customers online across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. It's more than a store. 
Shopify grows with you. If you're looking to expand your business, if you're looking to grow your business, if you're looking to just start your business, then Shopify is the thing for you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash NBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial to get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash NBA right now. That's shopify.com slash NBA. Thank you for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube to get the show earlier than you would in your podcast feeds. We are putting the shows up on video earlier than we do the audio. We are time. It's time to do our player grades here, David. Uh, I forgot the uh, the glasses and the bow tie that I usually have. Uh, just forgot to put them on. But I do have the whiteboard. We're starting with Max Struess, and he's getting an A. It's our first A in quite a while. Because the yeah. Heat were obviously on a two-game losing streak. And as you know, nobody gets an A and a loss. Uh, Max Struess gets the A tonight because, first of all, 25 points on 9 for 17 shooting, 7 of 13 from three-point range, six rebounds, five assists, despite Jimmy Butler wanting to send his ass back home, right? <laughs> when he got uh, released from the, the health and safety protocols here, he gets the start in place of Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson didn't land in Portland or didn't – he had to get up at like 5 or 6 in the morning – and then he didn't land in Portland until noon of uh, today, of, of you know right. Wednesday afternoon. So I, and he was on a minutes restriction. He played. He was supposed to play 15 minutes. He ends up playing 17 minutes. Um, but Struess picking up the slack. 31 minutes, 25 points, a plus eight overall. Like I said earlier, hits those three huge three pointers in that fourth quarter to turn what looked like could be a disaster loss after Lowry's ejection into the cushion that Miami needed to go ahead and get this win. So a really nice night for Max Struess. What do you think of the Jimmy Butler handshake with Max Struess? Like, I know he the talked about it finger is my favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite handshake in the NBA right now. Like, it, it. Struess hits a three-pointer, big-time shot, comes off the bench, and, and he, he instinctively brings it up right away, flips the bird at Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler goes, whoa, okay, we're starting that again? All right, and he returns it in kind. But then there was one time he hits another one when Miami was trying to pull away uh, from the Blazers there, and Struis hits another big shot. It was so big time, I tweeted it out that it, it, Jimmy actually wound up shaking his hand. So it was like not flip worthy, I guess. I'm not sure exactly the origins of it. I know Jimmy's talked about it, but still, it's interesting to see that dynamic there. As far as his game is concerned, he had it going all day. Like, I, I it was just really impressive for him to have taken this kind of amount of time off because of the health and safety protocols. And I, I imagine that he just was asymptomatic and uh, hasn't had to recover much. I mean, we didn't get those feel, full details, but either way, uh, right now, he, he just he looked phenomenal. He just had a great game, was shooting well, uh, creating the kind of spacing that Miami has desperately needed without Duncan Robinson, without Max Struess in there, without even Gabe Vincent there. So it was good to have Struess provide some of that boost. He was a big reason why Lowry was able to just create shot opportunities for everybody else. He saw Duncan. He saw you know uh, Caleb Martin. He saw Max, et cetera. Uh, great game for Struess overall. And should give a shout-out to Duncan Robinson. We're not going to do him in the grades here, but 12 points on 4-for-7 shooting, 4-for-6 from three-point range, uh, coming back from health and safety protocols. That's not easy. We've seen guys struggle in their first game back, whether it's because of lingering effects or just rustiness yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they kept running that floppy action. Not They they ran it for Max Struess. I think it was at the beginning of the third quarter yeah. coming out of halftime. They ran this floppy action for Max Struess coming up above the nail, hits that three turnaround three-pointer. Do the same thing to start the fourth quarter, I believe, with Duncan Robinson. 
Um, so maybe that's something they, they don't really run a ton of floppy all the time, but maybe that's something yeah. that they're looking at now with all the shooters that they've good to they've have got. options, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, our next player grade goes to PJ Tucker. He's also getting an A. This was one of my favorite PJ Tucker games. And we didn't talk a lot about him because two of the Heat players got ejected and there's a lot of other things going on. 14 <laughs> points, 10 rebounds, six assists, a steal, a block, three for eight shooting overall, seven of 12 from the free throw line. I loved this PJ Tucker game, plus five when, when he was on the court. I love this PJ Tucker game because in that moment where the Heat really needed something from Tyler Hero, when they really needed somebody to step up once Lowry got ejected, it was kind of PJ Tucker doing it. There was a there there was a few minutes there in the fourth quarter where Hero wasn't even on the court, and the, the Heat weren't really with a traditional ball handler at all. And PJ Tucker was like, "I'll do it," and he did. Yeah. He finishes the he game did. with six assists. He was awesome when the Heat needed a bucket. He would get to the he would get into the paint. He started getting shots up. He played really physically. So why he was able to get to the line for twelve free throws? Uh, just an old man's strength kind of game if they had an emoji for old man strength and i was trying to think of one i would have tried to draw it i couldn't think of one so i didn't try to draw it i just gave him an a yeah that that's that's excellently put uh look i mean tucker for, aside from the defense that he provides as spectacularly yes. as he always does it was the offense that was so dynamic today there were certain possessions where he was almost playing like a bam like role where he was the offensive hub creating plays for others setting screens rolling uh he had the floater game i would love to be able to go back to the footage of tonight's game and see how many floaters put up because it was just it was often the the release valve and a, a busted player. If it was a, a shot clock expiring kind of situation, and then PJ would roll to the hoop, put up that floater over Nurkic, and get it to drop more often than not. Phenomenal game from him offensively. Just dynamic. Again, as we said yesterday, continues to provide his best basketball. Again, I can't I keep, keep making this point. This is the best basketball of PJ Tucker's career at age, what, 40, 50? I don't know how old he is. 35, 36, Sure, whatever. He's discovered a fountain of youth here in freaking Florida. It's amazing. I mean, Ponce de Leon couldn't do it, but PJ Tucker's found it. I just I just went to the fountain of youth in St. Augustine for New Year's. Uh, oh, you got it too. Well, how come How come Ponce de Leon couldn't figure it out then? What's the problem? I don't know. There, I, there was barely enough fountain for me and PJ Tucker. It's a very small fountain. All right, Omer Yurtsevin's next. He's getting our player grade. A big old three with an exclamation point. Congrats yes. to Omer Yurtsevin. What we had seen... During summer league, the ability to shoot the three, shoot the ball from the perimeter, all these things. We hadn't really seen a lot of it at the NBA level for good reason, but he made his first NBA three tonight. You'll love to see it. Omer Yurtsevin's line overall, 14 points on five for nine shooting, one for one from three-point range, three of five from the free throw line. You like to see him getting to the line a little bit more. 16 rebounds, five of which were on the offensive glass, four assists, which was really nice. Just one turnover, also had a block. Uh, just a really nice all-around game for Omer Yurtsevin. Best of all, Miami was 13, uh, outscored Portland by 13 points when Yurtsevin was on the floor, tied for the best mark on the team. Similarly to what we've seen recently, he picks up a couple fouls, and then the Chris Silva situation takes over where he gets wind, he winds up getting inserted to the game and everybody's kind of holding their breath. Is Can they hold off? Can they keep their lead going? until year seven comes back and, and, and look I, I i need your help here because i'm old i can't figure it out what's the comparison to andre drummond because i just don't see it like everybody keeps calling him turkish drummond uh I, i'm not sure i see it like are yeah these i guess it's the calories? rebounding numbers i mean it's just because drummond was like routinely pulling in like 15 to 20 rebounds a game i don't know i i'm with you i don't i don't know what it is i was i i, I was texting with uh 
uh, an NBA writer, a friend of mine, and uh, I was asking him, what do you think the comparison is? And he said uh, Zubach from Clippers, mm, mm. which I don't mind as a comparison. That's not bad. I think Gertzvins need to put, a, put on a little bit more strength, but I think yeah. Zubach could be a, a pretty decent comp for him. Sure. Um, I don't see the Drummond stuff. Uh, one thing we should say about Yurtsevin before we move on here, should have called out the screen that Nurkic was setting for Hero. For that sure. was a big, that, that, that's something that he needs to work on. It's not just mm-hmm. in that moment. It's been a thing with him and with Silva, with either center in there. Miami's defense has slipped lately. You don't put it all on those guys. Obviously, there's a lot of things happening with Miami's roster, but those mm-hmm. guys need to figure out how to communicate, how to, first of all, recognize with those. We don't talk about that enough in communication. It's not just yelling at your teammates. You need to recognize what's happening in the, uh, ahead of the moment before it happens so that you can communicate it in time to your teammates. He needs to see Nurkic stepping up for, to set that screen. He needs to warn Tyler Hero to that blindside screen. He didn't do it, and we saw what happened with Tyler Hero, but uh, overall a nice night for Yurtsman. Yeah, no, you're not signing Myers Leonard to a 10-day contract, that's for sure. But either way, look, I will say I think both of those players – uh, being non-native speakers, I think that's part of the problem. They're both kind of soft-spoken as well, so maybe they don't feel necessarily comfortable yelling out, things like that of that nature. But they're also young. They're going to have to figure it out, especially Yurtsevin. If he's going to be a part of this team, if he's going to be getting in- increased playing time, he's going to have to feel a little bit more comfortable and be a lot more communicative out there because otherwise it's going to cost Tyler Hero a couple of teeth here and there. But we'll move on, and we'll talk about what happens next, whether or not Tyler Hero does wind up missing some action, uh, especially on Saturday night against the Phoenix Suns. But first, just a reminder that this show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our match, march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022, a new year, and a new updated desktop and mobile website. To sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use our promo code. Locked on to get started from football, basketball, hockey to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on. Just a reminder that you can always reach us via email at LockedOnHeat at gmail.com or via Twitter using the hashtag AskAllHeat. Be sure to please subscribe to the show and leave a review. As always, got questions, comments, feedback, we welcome it all. Make sure you submit that. Not sure where to take the conversation here. It's 1.15 in the morning as we're recording this right now. It's We're exhausted. It was, I've got uh, an idea. Okay. Let me hear it. Well, let's talk. I got two things I want to talk about. Tyler Hero, what happens next? Um, and then Mario Chalmers. We got to talk about Mario Chalmers, but let's do the Hero thing first. Let's put let's put a bow on this. Do you think he serves a suspension? I don't. I think I think the NBA looks the other way on this. Maybe they weren't even watching this game considering how long it went. It was so early in the morning on the East Coast. Uh, I don't. I think they just let this go. I don't think he serves a suspension. But what do you think? I think he gets ejected. I mean, I, I think he serves a suspension. I think. Uh... There was intent there. It wasn't just like fiery tempers. Um, maybe they'll hear something differently. But look, they saw him at one point challenge referees, and Eric Spolstra actually had to like grab him demonstratively and pull him away towards the bench. I don't know if you saw that. I can't recall exactly at what point in the game that was now. But uh, it, it seemed like, as you mentioned and I've alluded, it was pretty clear that he was frustrated because his shot wasn't falling and it just kind of slowly built up there. The fact that he was knocked down. On what might have been a hard foul, not necessarily a, a, a you know a sharp foul or you know a 
particularly egregious foul from Nurkic. You know, he just he gets up, looks to initiate contact, shoves him in the back. That can't yeah. happen. Like we can't no, no, we can't I, criticize Jokic for doing it and then look the other way when Tyler Hero at 175 pounds does it. Like it's just not it's not the right thing for him to do. And he was it was a mistake on his part, and I think he'll likely miss Saturday's game. Uh, I don't think either of us are looking the other way. We've both said this is not the right thing to do. We're both disappointed with Tyler Hero for it. The only reason I would say he probably doesn't serve the suspension is because Jokic served a one-game suspension injuring a guy. The like the I, I'm just talking about the result here. What, yeah, but that's the, not the, 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 the NBA what, doesn't do that. That the NBA doesn't just they don't because it kind of feels like they do sometimes. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is Mario Chalmers. Oh, so he was deactivated before the game because they obviously got some players back. Max Strus, Duncan Robinson. You don't the way that these um these COVID ten day contracts work is you know they're ten day contracts and when the players come back who you are replacing with this 10-day contract you don't just get released from that 10-day contract you're able to you know see out the rest of those 10-day deals but you have to be deactivated from the roster because now of course if you have a bunch of 10-day contracts then you're over the normal 15 guy limit and whatever it is so uh the heat had to go into this game and they had to with getting two guys back had to deactivate two guys they decide to deactivate nick stauskas and of course they deactivate sadly Mario Chalmers. So this isn't hap- I, I They don't have to deactivate Mario Chalmers forever, but I have a hard time thinking that they're going to deactivate somebody like Silva or Highsmith even, or if they're not going to deactivate Kyle Guy. How could you? Uh, so I, it, we're getting to the point now where you're only going to get more players back. I don't see the path for Mario Chalmers to ever get on the court for the Miami Heat, which is just kind of sad. Today was the opportunity, right? Without yeah. Lowry, without Gabe Vincent, uh, and then relying on Tyler Hero as much as you do, there was an opportunity. Like You can go to Kyle Guy, but that's not uh, your ideal solution. Why not go to a guy who knows the system, who's played the point guard position well, who could make plays for others? At least that's the expectation. We don't know. I mean, from everything we've heard from Spolstra, it was like, oh, you know, he fits right in, he doesn't skip a beat, etc. All those kind of cliches, but we don't. we actually have not seen Right. what Mario could produce at this point. But th- this feels like this would have been the ideal situation for him. And maybe if Hero does wind up missing uh, Saturday's game, he gets some playing time there. Uh, it-, it is sad. Uh, it's a great opportunity. Like, I think Mario is genuinely appreciative of the opportunity from the way he's talked about it, the 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 clear love that he has for the franchise that drafted him, where he won championships, where he was able to establish himself as a legitimate and solid NBA player, I think he really, really appreciates the fact that he's just been out on the court again. Because yeah. so much of it is just the waiting, the 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 knowledge that you know you can play, that you can contribute, and the NBA just doesn't call back. They don't care. They're like a jilted girlfriend, or you're like a jilted girlfriend, or whatever, or your partner, where you just you're waiting, waiting for that call that never comes, and then finally it did. You know, you get that opportunity to you play in the G League. And then finally, an NBA team. Like he said, you know, he thought it was a joke from his agent, where he was actually able to to you know join the team that drafted him. Uh, and he's talked, you know, about wanting to enter coaching. Maybe this is another opportunity for him to see, uh, you know, what the league is like at this point in time. Right. I, I'd love for him to get a coaching opportunity with the Heat. I don't see why those opportunities wasn't more wouldn't be available for him. Anthony Carter, you know, yeah. uh, I mean, it Quinn. sounds like Spo just sort of learned about it. Like that was something he was like, oh right. yeah, I didn't know you wanted to get into coaching. Um, 
I yeah, look, I I wonder what the agreement was when it, when Mario Chalmers got signed to Miami. Was it a, was it sort of a hey, let's bring you back here, but just so you know, you're probably not going to get a whole lot of playing time. I I don't know what the expectation was because Mario Chalmers on the, he's never yeah. seemed upset by it. I don't know. The other thing too is, had these games been at home, because these games were not Ooh. at home, had these games been at home. You got to play them, man. If you're Eric Spolstra, I know like yeah. you got to do it in the front of the home crowd. I think Eric Spolstra would have found a way. I got to believe it. it. It doesn't matter if he doesn't play in Sacramento, if he doesn't play in Houston, if he doesn't play in San Francisco, if he doesn't play in Portland, who cares? But if it was in Miami, man, that would have been really cool. So I don't know. Maybe he finds a coaching job. Maybe it's in Miami. Maybe we can give him a standing ovation at FTX Arena now. Uh, I don't know. Sure. But it would have been cool to see Mario Chalmers. Disappointing that we didn't get to see him. Uh, we're not going to. It's not happening. Uh, but maybe, you know, somewhere down the line, he finds his way back to the Miami Heat organization. But I just thought it was worth pointing out that this is probably the end of the road for Mario Chalmers in this 10-day contract. I, he could theoretically get another 10-day. I mean, even even during the game, after a big night for the Milwaukee Bucks, we get the report that DeMarcus Cousins will be waived from the Bucks, And, you know, they they talked about the fact that they needed to keep some Roster flexibility there. It's it's a strange time around the NBA for transactions of this type. I, I wonder if Mario can get another opportunity elsewhere. Um, Maybe the Bucks were clearing a spot for Mario. Uh, that that would be that would be <laughs> tough to handle there if they, the two teams met up in the playoffs. But we wish Mario and any other player out there the best of luck because it's a it's a tough business as we all know. And for Mario in particular, who will always have a special place in our hearts, we wish him. The very best of luck. But anyway, thank you so much for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. We've got a uh, two-part of the second part of our mailbag episode that will be airing tomorrow on Friday as you're getting this on a Thursday. So make sure you check that out if you haven't checked out the first part of our mailbag because, of course, Miami had lost two games in a row. And it's tough to hear anything about Miami Heat basketball (laughs) in the midst of a losing streak. Go back and check those out because those were some great questions. We had a lot of fun answering them. But remember to always make sure to subscribe to the show because every episode is free and available wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube, of course. And to make sure to check out Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. This is David Ramil signing off. Very tired right now. Thanks for joining me, Wes. Go to sleep, B. Yeah, you got it, bro.